Origin Gate is a proud supporter and endorser of The Nest. Before you get into today's podcast, I wanted to tell you of an exciting new school offered by The Nest. It's called Voices of Torah, and it will be run by Carl Whitehead. Do you feel like you're stuck in a rut? Do you feel like you've hit a ceiling in your relationship with God? Does your prayer life consist of the same words, the same requests, the same complaints year after year? If you're truthful, has reading the Bible become a chore? If any of these statements ring true for you, then you are going to benefit so much from the Voices of Torah School. This school is designed to introduce you to an ever-unfolding and expanding perspective of God's Word, and it will introduce you to the wonders of the Hebrew text and the rich culture of studying Torah. Carl will teach you how to do word studies, and you will be amazed at the depth of revelation contained in each word of the Torah. Discovering all of these mysteries that Yahweh has placed in His Word for you to find will give you a new reverential awe and love for who He is. As you receive this amazing revelation, you will find your prayer life and intimacy with Yahweh beginning to change and your relationship will never be the same again. You will move from glory to glory and will be transformed into His image as you uncover the truth of who He is. As you start on your exciting journey of discovery, you'll be bursting to share your findings. Each week, you'll have an opportunity to connect with your teacher and peers to do just that. Iron sharpens iron when like-minded people come together. This school will run for nine months from the 9th of January till the 1st of October 2021, and there will be 74 sessions per year. You do not need to be a Hebrew scholar or have any knowledge of the Hebrew alphabet to commence this school. Year one will build a solid foundation which will prepare and make you more confident to go deeper from year two. For more information on costs and dates and times, please visit www.thefoundationnest.com. Click on the tab called Voices of Torah. Good morning. This is Ian Clayton speaking on a podcast by Wisdom's Echo. Produced by Origin Gate. I really want to pick up where I left off in our last session again. I found some of these things really, really fascinating just in the way that they're structured within the, the Bible themselves and also how Yahweh begins to make a very, very central point about some things, particularly when I look at the flow of the way things are what I call hatched together or put together. It is poetry, but it's also very, very important for us to um, see what she what she does and the way that the spirit of wisdom functions. Um, so I'm just going to read this here, and this is this is picking up this now in um, Proverbs nine verse two. She has killed her beast. She has mingled her wine, and she has also furnished her table. She sent forth her maidens, and she cries upon the high places of the city. Um, I'm just going to pick up this here. She's killed her beast, and she has mingled her wine, and has furnished her table. So it's really fascinating. The word beast is is just an interesting interesting translation of a some Hebrew uh, Hebrew word there. the 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 backdrop of all this is is that is overcoming and. Or being established as an overcomer and 
it's just important to recognize the pattern so remember we've got three things here in this one little verse that all speak of a like a of of an, a bench of importance so anything to do with the number three is the alphabet gimel which really reveals the supply of yahweh and so um it says that she has killed her beast she has mingled her wine and has also furnished her table so let's talk a little bit about this she has mingled her wine mingling wine really means to mix it or to mix a, a, a potion together it's again fascinating Hebrew when you look at the Hebrews for some of these words and what they mean to what the translation is here when it says that she has mingled the wine it's actually she has made a love potion or a potion that is literally, literally working something making something that is going to be um, very um, aphrodisiac in its approach uh, and, 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 a, and a thing that gets your brain working in the wrong way but the right way actually it's it's about a love potion about the place of being in love and not with her because her love is for Yahweh and her whole desire is to turn your heart towards Yahweh in a place of absolute passion and love so that your eye becomes single connected to what he is doing so she's mingled her wine and she's also furnished her table why would someone go and furnish her table when there was no expectation of a relationship uh, it was really fascinating watching uh, just a movie the other day of a, of a captain of a of a starship who got a table set up for all of his main people and and the argument that went on within the table but how the table brought out deep-rooted things i think that it's really interesting to to note that 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 even with Christ himself when he when he was bringing out the deepest things and the deepest truths was that he would always be at a table he would be breaking bread with them and speaking things that were absolutely phenomenal and for me there's just this pattern going through the word that is fascinating for me in the way that everything that we um, we see everything we experience the deepest places we engage with Yahweh comes out of the point of connection and in deep personal way and it's this personal process that is important for us so if she's she's laid her table or fenced her table it means that she set a table with expectation for you and I to come and sit to actually hear now I've always and have always talked about the seven spirits of Yahweh being our tutors until the appointed time that Yahweh has um, given to us to allow us to become what we've got to be and so it, it is important to see that again every as I said in the last podcast everything is about relationship so so here is here is this being that Yahweh's positioned in a place of government that is actually crying out for a relationship with the sons of men with the sons of God really let's pick up the next verse here um, she says she has sent forth her maidens she cries upon the high places of the city so send forth her maidens so of course we picked that up in the in the previous three um <coughs> three podcasts we've done where her maidens really are the seven like the seven handmaidens of wisdom and i actually do a teaching on that called the seven handmaidens of wisdom and what who they are and and what the what they what they function is within christendom and within your own life and so um, she sent, says she sent forth she, him, her maidens. Now, why on earth would a being like that send forth her maidens? 
the simplicity is is that they've gone out to see whose hearts are ready and who are willing to come and engage with her in an active way and it's this active process that is just important again everything is based around a relationship and it says she cries upon the high places of the city i just want to pick this up because it is important for um, you and i to recognize some key points here fascinating that the watchmen were were generally in three places there were those that were at the gates watchmen at the gates there were those that were on the city wall who would look out there were watchmen on the city wall who would look into the city and then there were watchmen who would walk around the streets of the city and so again a very simple process of reflecting the four faces of Yahweh which is really the way that we are supposed to function as a being carrying all four of those positions in our heart not as an intercessor because I'm, I'm but as literally as an oracle who would actually speak the mysteries of Yahweh into existence and understand the times and seasons like the Bereans did to be able to do what we what we're supposed to be doing and I think that part of the, the mystery that's connected to her is that she sits on the so let's just pick it up here so it says um, she, she she cries upon the high places of the city so that means the high places are the wall or the ramparts that are set up as places of guardianship and the word cry there doesn't mean as in weeping it actually means to to um, invoke a, uh, a a voiced response to something that is going on which is really a call to you and i to attention to begin to get involved in engaging in a relationship with her because the very next thing that comes up within um the context of this he says who is simple let him turn in and hear as for him that wants understanding she says to him so i'll pick that up in a moment but let's pick up this first piece of verse four whoever is simple let him turn in here so what she's saying is come here to my table where my wine my love potion is ready come here to my house to engage with me in my house the maidens have been sent out to call and bring you to a point of understanding and engaging with the supply of heaven come here at my table and come into my house again we come back to this thing about a house and a table because it is important a place a house is a place you live and a place you abide in a place you you function from your house becomes your your um your i don't know how you call it like the the center point of a galaxy where where you have these or the, the, the nucleus really i suppose is a better way to put it the house is a nucleus with the electrons buzzing around the outside of it which is really the place that that you and i are just like little satellites around the earth occasionally visiting the earth the house is the same thing we go away from the house but we always come back to it and so once we've established a connection with wisdom's house then it helps us to understand that we have free access to her house to come to her table who, who she says whoever is simple let him turn here and come in as for him that wants understanding she says to him so this is now not talking about wisdom this is talking about understanding as for him that wants understanding she says to him come eat of the my bread and drink of the wine which i have mingled absolutely fascinating in the way that this is put in in the middle of these 
of of the process of these scriptures that have gone from establishing the bench to establishing the process of who she is the invitation has now gone out and then she says to him whoever wants understanding come and eat of my bread and drink of the wine which i have mingled now breaking bread is one of the most important things that and for me that is done in the hebrew culture where it's about family where you share from the table of your experience when you share from um, just your general life experience it's just so so important for you and i to recognize that this process of relationship never really stops so we want understanding we've got to come and and, and eat eat of my bread eat of her bread and i haven't really worked out what her bread is yet other than her, her ability to give us what is necessary in the environment we are in to be able to have enough wisdom to function properly as a son now remember eating eating is not just about eating something it's about the taste of it it's about what it provides to you as nutrients within your physical body as what it does to you spiritually just like we break bread with regards to christ's death and resurrection and the blood and body and what they all mean and all of those things we and it's the same thing we're partaking of a mystery of eating something that then provides a backdrop for everything else to be hung on so the first thing there, there's a couple of things here the first thing is we need to eat her bread and drink her wine which she has mingled so the this really opens up a gateway so anything the patterns in the bible are so so important when we find the pattern of three it's about the supply of yahweh or about the bench of government when you find a pattern of two it's a, it's about the aleph bait the house it's about the house of yahweh or the two pillars that establish a process for you and i to be able to go through a doorway into having access so this is a pattern of two in verse five eat my bread and drink my wine which she is mingled so we have to go through these processes you can't just read this and not actually have an active participation in what goes on in a functional way of us of ex experiencing yahweh in this way and so it's eat my bread so partake of the goodness of the spirit of wisdom and drink her wine which means that we drink the measure of the fullness of her passion for yahweh her engagement with yahweh being a partaker of the doorway now that she's opened up and so the doorway is is connected to eating her bread being in relationship being at the table with her and then drinking her wine which she has mingled now th these are so so important little bits and pieces for us you know how do i drink this wine these are some of the questions that that have had people ask me over the over the period of time and and all i've done is I've, I've gone in and i've engaged it by faith by by allowing myself to be tutored by the spirit of wisdom regarding her accessibility to yahweh and to understand her heart toward yahweh so i want to understand um about the communion so this is why he wants understanding he says to me come and eat my bread and drink my wine so i want understanding about the relational connection and about the the uh, the flow of who she is as a being connected to yahweh and then the the drinking the wine connecting to the place of love with yahweh and so that our eyes get continued turned through these two as a gateway and i do this by faith 
I just engage the same way as we take communion by faith. I just engage in these things by faith and I sit at the table and I become a participator at the table where she breaks her wine. Remember, she furnished the table at the very beginning of this podcast. I said she furnished the table. She's furnished it. Why? So that we could go and sit down and build relationship. The table was always, as I've said before, always about relationship. I've never found a single single point in any of these things that we've talked about in the last 10 sessions regarding Wisdom's Echo. I've never found anything more importantly expressed than this issue of relationship. And so her desire is to have relationship, to build relationship with you and I, to engage in, in this process. Um, I'm still working personally on on understanding this issue of mingling her wine, the the, the issue of what it means to have that wine given to us and fed to us of her passion for Yahweh, what it means to enjoy the, 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 the what I would describe as opiates, but it's not. I don't really want to bring any of this in here, but it's it's the process of mingling something to turn our heart towards Yahweh in a, in a, in a, in a way that would keep that longing there. I hope you've enjoyed this pod- podcast. This is Ian Clayton signing off for Wisdom's Echo.